1: Hi Villains and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. It's just me here today, Neil, there's no Paddy, but I've got a great guest, a great guest from Villa, and proud I've got Tom Cowley uh, from Villa, I'm proud of us today and we're going to discuss, um, I suppose, everything about the organisation, the fantastic work that they're doing, but before we do that, Tom, how was your Tuesday doing
0: today? Yeah, good, thanks mate, I've uh, been quite busy, you know, sorting out stuff for our Rainbow Laces campaign this week, but yeah. it's all really positive, so yeah, it's good.
1: That is good, yeah, and and we will we will get onto the rainbow laces thing at the weekend, um, as well. But I suppose first before we do that, just in case anybody doesn't know about Villa and Proud or know the, I suppose their mission statement or or, or um or, or anything to do with that, tell us a small little bit about the actual organisation itself, how it got started. You know, how long you guys in 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 business sort of saying, and, and what's the I suppose what, what what's the foundation behind the actual organisation itself?
0: Yeah, so. Um sam timms is our chair and he founded us on the 28th of november in 2018 okay. which uh, a lot of people remember is the game we drew five all with nottingham forest so it was yeah. a quite a memorable game to uh, to start up and um, yeah and since then we've just grown and grown um, and and our, and our aim really you know with the with the official lgbtq plus supporters network of aston villa um, and yeah our mission is to kind of just empower um support and build LGBT inclusion uh, for fans, players and, and the staff at Aston Villa Football Club. So that, that's what we're aiming for. And, and that's what we try to do. That's
1: actually really that that's a really cool thing you said there. They had the staff at Aston Villa Football Club as well, because I think the, the obvious question I was going to ask there was, um You know about players and so on like that, empowering them you know, and having organizations like like your like your own just to to be able to allow people to feel part of something within their community, so that when they are put into the spotlight and they are a player that it's not a big thing for them if they if people know that they're that they're uh you know that they're gay or that they're that they're maybe after the finish that they're trans that they're trans or whatever the situation is you know, but you mentioned staff there as well, and that's that's something I think that gets overlooked too so Really, really interesting to to hear that because maybe it might be easier, and and I'm I'm putting this in quotation marks, people can't see it easier, maybe for a staff member to be able to come out as as, as maybe a gay man or a gay woman. What's your views on that? Is, is would, would you think that might be the might be the case? And
0: um, yeah, potentially, and I mean, obviously Aston Villa is like any company, they've got a, a diverse range of people mm. working for them, and um, and it's not even necessarily just uh, backroom staff from the from the teams. You've got obviously all the staff that work at the you know, at board level and everything else, really, and comms and HR everywhere. Um, And it's it's about, you know, with our existence shows that, and Aston Villa's support of us shows that as a company, as well as as a business, which I know we don't like to think of football clubs as businesses, but but they are, but as a business, that they're inclusive um, for everybody, whoever you are, and that they'll support you. And I think that can be really powerful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because... uh... Look at the end of the day. No matter whether it's a player, no matter whether it's a staff member, a board member, a financial director, or somebody who's just who's ringing up trying to flog season tickets, whatever. Best people in the best positions create the best clubs, regardless of you know of uh, of views or orientations or whatever the case is. So it's fantastic to hear to hear that that is uh, you know that that ethos is. uh, is 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 kind of plastered across the club, which is great to see. And and Tom, how did you yourself get involved in Villa and Pro? Are you uh, are you there since day dot, or are you uh, are you only there recently, or what's the story? When did you get involved?
0: Um, so I started getting involved um, at the beginning of June. Um, so I first kind of became really aware probably this time last year around Rainbow Laces. Um, so I was running my own blog for because um, I was having mental health struggles. Um, and I found that opening up to the Villa fan base was was a really powerful way of, almost I think sometimes opening up to people that you know really well can be quite difficult, and um, and almost having that slight barrier of being through a social network almost helped me to uh, to open up to people that, that maybe that you know will be supportive, but if they aren't, it's not the end of the world sort of thing. Yeah. I know that sounds quite strange, but um, yeah, so I was writing this blog and I'd given my opinion on on the Rainbow Laces campaign and why I thought we needed it um and um kev who's the fundraising officer at the minute at um villa and proud he approached me in the dms and just said you know i, li- I like what you're doing and um and then i kind of didn't really think that much of it um he asked me you know do i want to join as a member so i joined as a member um about this time last year and then they advertised in the first week of june as obviously um pride month is june so that's when we're really really busy with our campaigns and um they said they needed a social media officer, and I read through what they wanted, and yeah, I thought it just suited me down to the ground. So since then, I've been I've been working with Sam and Steve and Kev, and then recently Sarah, who's joined us as our women's football officer, and um, yeah, we've we've been going onwards and upwards ever since.
1: Uh, you know, as, as you say, it seems like it's. Uh... You know that the the guys that are earning it are 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 um, you know like you as you mentioned trying to find the best people for it and putting a nice structure involved there because you mentioned that there's a lot of organisations that start up there and I know I keep going I keep going and I suppose really about the the inclusion but, but that's what you're talking about you're literally everything you've mentioned there is about including absolutely everybody you said there that there's a there's a women's football officer there as well you know how many organisations are set up and it's a case of All right let's just cater to the guys. And let's, let's just sort yes, exactly. we'll it out themselves. They'll, they'll, they'll do their own thing, I'm sure, once they see how well we're doing. Why not bring them on? Why not just have it as all inclusive? And that's, uh, that's, that's a fantastic, I, I suppose, um, you know, that, that, that's, that's a good thing to hear. It is happening that it's a kind of a one, one vision, one goal, one, one pathway kind of organization, which is uh, incorporating men, the, the men's team and the women's team, because let's face it, you know, and i know that, that that women's football doesn't doesn't maybe it, well it's not doesn't maybe it just doesn't bring in the eyeballs and the um you know the viewership and stuff that men's football is but yeah. everywhere it has to start somewhere you know and uh I, I i've been glad of watching women's football while while the coronavirus has been here and not being able to get these football matches and i know of villa being up in the um up in the, the the women's super league in, in in the top division at the moment and and i watched their first game against man city and you know anytime they're on tv i would i would watch them and and stuff and it's it's kind of good you're kind of getting to know the players as well and, and, yeah, and that's right. that's kind of good to see too you know that is that's really really good to see it's good good to see it highlighted and i suppose showcase because like we all have sisters we all have nephew we all have nieces we all have cousins that are female you know and I'd love to be able to say that one of my cousins or one of my or my one of my sisters got past it. Now at this stage, I I, I know we're talking about inclusion, but she's definitely <laughs> passed it at this stage. She's not going to make a break into the international scene at this stage. But you know, um, here in Ireland, women's football is is, is gone, has gone very big, and uh, our my, my local club or my club that I would have grown up playing for Ballinger AFC, we have quite a quite a big. Um, hotbed, I think, of of women's football at the moment in in just in, in the county of Limerick where we are, and uh, you know, it's there's a lot of a lot of players in the underage Ireland setup that would have come from our club. So, just you know, getting to know about it and getting to know that it's it's becoming more popular is, is is always good to see and good to hear as well. Um, I I suppose, look, you guys. I know you guys aren't the only LGBT uh, Q plus supporters initiative or organization within, uh, within a a football club in, in, in the UK, but just how big is the network around the UK? How big is the network? Because obviously, you know, you, you see it, you kind of know it's there, but maybe you don't see it as much if you know what I mean. Maybe, maybe the, Maybe not looking in the right places or whatever, but but how big is it around the league? Would every Premier League team
0: have a? Um, yes, yeah, so I I was quite surprised as well when I first um, joined the committee at just how big the network is. Um, so there's 18 Premier League clubs that have got networks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Fulham and Southampton don't, but um, yeah, if that's something they want to do, I'm sure they will. And if not, it's you know it's it's a choice that they make. But um, yes, we've got 18. Um, And we before our matches, we quite often have socials with these other groups. So uh, before West Ham, we had a pre-match Zoom call with uh, Pride of Irons. Mm. It was our our members and and Pride of Irons members, West Ham's group, and and it is it's it's a it's a great community because obviously we've all got our football rivalries, but um, but we've all got what unites us, which is which is wanting equality and wanting and for everybody, you know, wanting everybody to feel safe and welcome um, at Villa Park at at the London stadium or, or wherever else you may be. Um, and, you know, and I think we highlighted that with, we had our pre-match social before um, the women played Birmingham city, mm-hmm. and, you know, we had blues for all, um, on our call. And again, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, you know, once that whistle goes, then we're, we're sworn enemies, but between, you know, before, before kickoff and after the full-time whistle, it's, you know, we're all friends. So that's the important thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And,
1: and I think, do you know, what, in, in, in a sense, Twenty twenty has kind of like I I before I would have had a a few barneys on, on on Twitter with people and I would have actually come away from having a conversation with them on Twitter like kind of going, God that prick I hate him I can't <laughs> wait to get back on Twitter after we beat them I'm gonna give him bags of it and I'm never gonna back down. Now I'm kind of going like, Hey, he's it. It's just two fans having their views on their team. So like. He's like, no matter what I tell him, he's never going to turn around and say, actually, you know what? Aston Villa are deadly. I'm going to start supporting them in the morning. So like, we're, it's never <laughs> going to come to conclusion. Any, any kind of arguments. Yes, we can absolutely despise each other for those 90 minutes and rub each other and slag each other. and You know, but afterwards, there's no point in keep twisting the knife because you're never going to make him an Aston Villa fan, no matter how much you try. So, you know, exactly. and you might even want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, it is the beauty. And I think 2020, 2020 has, has taught me that an awful lot. Anyway, definitely in a lot of sports, believe me, a lot of different sporting sporting aspects. Um, for them, probably, I, I suppose there, there's, you've got some uh, very high-profile ambassadors as well. Want to talk to us about those? We've got an ambassador for the, for the women's team and uh, you've got an ambassador for the men's team as well.
0: Yep, so... Um right from the beginning um, Aston Villa have managed to get um, Thomas Hitzlsperger on board with us mm. he's obviously very high profile um former player and um, openly gay man who's um, yeah so he, he's our first ambassador he's obviously now in, over in Germany in Stuttgart but um, yeah so we've got an interviews and stuff planned with him in the future and trying to get him as involved as possible um, and we've got um, our ambassador who's really really active and she's brilliant um on social media and helping us with everything that we do we've got Natalie Haig who is who plays for Aston Villa women um and we yeah we've we've managed to get so much out of it out of the relationship between us you know and um, we've benefited from that relationship and I think um, Natalie would say herself that she's been really empowered um by the relationship with us to help and just push this positive message of, of inclusion, um, inclusion for everyone in this game and that everyone should feel happy, everyone should feel welcome. And um, yeah, you and know, really helping us with um, with this connection with the women's team. You know, we've seen after their Rainbow Laces fixture the other day, um, they posted a photo of them, of them all with our banner. Um and and just little things like that that I think a lot of people don't necessarily don't necessarily even notice or if they do they might think oh you know what's what's the point of these little gestures but for for lgbt plus people in in sport um, just little gestures like that that just show the club and the team and the players they they all support you for who you are and they welcome you and that can be that can be a huge gesture that can it can really change people's perspectives and i think that gets overlooked
1: absolutely yeah and and as i say, like where there's, there's a lot of talk about gestures and stuff like that in sport and and, uh, and the own the and i'm not going to get into it at the moment because uh, as i say once again everybody's entitled to what they think i may not agree with it i may not, i may disagree with it or whatever but i'm not going to sit here and pontificate about some about certain things like that because i don't know how it would affect me. Uh, you know, if I was in that situation, just to make it quite clear, I'm absolutely all for the <laughs> the rainbow nations <laughs> and everything like that. Just in case that kind of came out as well, right, you know. But I just don't want to get down to get down to a, a political debate with anybody on Twitter after the podcast does come out. Um, I'm stating my my uh, my uh, I suppose where I stand in it at the moment, and and uh, everybody else can stand wherever they want to afterwards. But it is imp- It is important, I think, to have. Um, I suppose, look, look, it's, it, it's, it's a, all, all a kind of, I suppose, a, a situation of if you can't see people being included, how do you ever feel like you're going to be included yourself? You know, uh-huh. it's all right for it's all right for somebody to turn around and, and like the, the stereotypical, you know, straight white male to turn around and say, oh, no, but we all we all, you know, don't see you any differently. Yeah, but does the 13 year old child that's maybe maybe struggling with his or her sexuality, do they know that that happens? But if they see the rainbow flag, if they see people of, of influence, you know, embracing something like that, like we're not saying that like it, it, it's not a case where, where they have to do it every single day. And that's why you have things like Pride Month and that's why you have things like the Rainbow Laces. Seeing it once can make somebody feel so much more at ease. Is it fair to say that that, that, that that's kind of the whole aspect of symbolism with regards to the to the whole Rainbow Laces movement itself?
0: Yeah, 100 um, percent. You know, and I know we were talking about not getting into political uh, debates, but obviously there's there's a bit of an element of um, you see the responses. Some people say that this is political, and some people say, you know, keep politics out of football when when people are supporting rainbow laces. But but you're, I think your spot on. My response to them is is purely that it's not about politics. You know, we don't as Villa proud, we don't have a political aim. I'm sure we probably don't all agree with each other on our political views. You know, it's not it's not relevant. It's um. It's all about, like you say, it's if you've got um kids or adults or anybody who who just thinks, I don't know if I'm going to be accepted for who I am. And I don't know if I'm going to be accepted at Villa. I don't know if I'm going to be welcomed by the fan base, by the club, by anybody. Um, just showing that gesture, it really does, it really does make a difference. And I think there's and I think there are there is kind of two sides to it a little bit. Um I think people get a bit frustrated with these. You know, if Villa did rainbow laces and then never spoke to us again, I think you get a bit. You know, it's a token gesture, and I think a lot of, not necessarily football clubs, but I think a lot of businesses probably do 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 that. But um, but Villa are brilliant with us. They are always wanting to communicate with us. Um, look at what we want to do. They they give us ideas. We give them ideas, and it's just it's a great relationship to have, and it's it is it's really really positive in, in pushing this change that we that we want to see. Yeah, absolutely, and and talk to me a
1: little bit more about the Rainbow Laces campaign. Two of us have just spoken about it. There, I've uh, you know obviously I've seen it. I, I've seen it over the last couple of years. I know what it's about, but talk to us about the actual campaign. It's 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 I suppose it's where it's come from. And um, I think this is actually I'm not even going to guess at how many years it's been <laughs> it's been going at the moment because I make an idiot out of myself. But um, you do it, you go for it. You talk about the Rainbow Laces campaign. And, and, and I suppose just in case there's people out there that don't really know what it's about uh, and, and maybe might see the,
0: the, the rainbow-coloured
1: laces and w- are wondering why that is the case this week.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's an initiative um, by Stonewall, which are an LGBT charity. Um, and it's it's purely just saying to, um, saying to the football world, to the sporting world, it, it's across loads of different sports that um, to show... To show support for the LGBT community that's that's what it is and it's you know um, take out your normal colored laces that you'd normally wear and put in a bright rainbow rainbow laces that obviously the rainbow has been kind of synonymous with the um, LGBT plus community for for generations now and it's and it is it's a gesture just that everyone says you know I'm wearing these laces so I support you no matter what um and and in terms of villa um obviously our rainbow laces fixture was supposed to be on friday against newcastle last week yeah which has obviously been been postponed which is which has put a spanner in the works for us we were all a bit a bit downbeat a bit stressed about it all if we're being honest because we'd uh we built up to this fixture and it had just uh it had been cancelled but obviously it's it's is what it is it's covid we, we've we got to kind of just respect the. it's a safety issue and and move on but um yeah so now our fixture is going to be this saturday against against Wolves, which is an away game but we're still gonna do as much as we can so we've got um we've got aston villa going to do a campaign the, um, the players are going to wear the tops that i don't know if you saw the women were wearing them last week the, do, the rainbow do. warm-up tops um which kappa have, uh, have designed with you know, with us, we've we've spoken to the club and we've spoken to Kappa, and we've we've got this design done, which is which is brilliant. I think it's the second year we've done this, which which is fantastic, um, and yeah, it's 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 just really positive, and it's almost. We were kind of joking earlier that them move then moving the Newcastle game has almost given us an extra week of, of action that we can take because it was all going to be over in one weekend, you know, and now we've got we've got another weekend and. Um, Yes, we've got a uh, social media campaign planned that we're gonna ask everyone to try and join in with if they can. Um, we want everyone on Thursday, it is at 12 o'clock, we're gonna ask everybody if they can change their profile pictures to one that we've got set up with the hashtag be Villa Proud, which um, both us and the club wanna to, want to really promote this hashtag, you know, be, be proud to be yourself, be proud to be a Villa fan. And um, yeah, we hope that can really show some unity.
1: I, I love those tops. I, lo- I know the black one that, um, that 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 I've seen on your website with Jack wearing it as well. I Know that you guys shared it on on social media. The white one, which is uh, which is which I thought was even better. I thought I just loved the <laughs> the, the, the the rainbow lines at the bottom of it. it was nice and was subtle, and it just looked really really smart. And fair play to Kappa. Because actually I just looked at it and I just expected it to be a, a villain pro t shirt. And then I went, wait a minute, that's a that's all that's like a club issue cap on yeah. top, you know, so that's fantastic. It looks it looks really, really good. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's, it's not brilliant. sale
1: by any chance, are they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it, it's brilliant, isn't it? You know, we um we asked the question last year, and, and you don't expect necessarily. You know, you think someone, oh, sorry, it's a bit too difficult to do. But but Kappa was straight on board straight away, um, and Villa were on board, and it was it just all came together perfectly. And I think, you know, it, it benefits everyone, doesn't it, to to show that that everyone, Kappa, Villa, uh, Kazoo, um, and us, obviously, we all support we all support the same cause.
1: Yeah, actually, the said I was kind of a, I was only joking asking where they answered I thought they were one-off issue, but they're there. They're fifty, 50 yeah, they're in um, the
0: club shop. Actually, yeah, under 50. the training training range in the club shop, so you can you can that's get it. them get them there. I think there's a jacket as well.
1: Uh, yeah, this is great. This makes for great podcasting. Me scrolling through the the, the <laughs> club shop, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can see the men's. Oh, there is. There's a jacket there as well. Actually, that jacket is quite class. Yeah, that's cool um excellent yeah check it out there guys as i say they're uh, they're available on uh, on the villa website as well which is which is really cool which is really fantastic um i had another question it's completely gone out of my mind oh yeah it was non-villa uh, proud uh, related question but obviously look um you guys are going to have have eyes on the wolves game look it's 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 a derby um, it's kind of a derby I don't know I don't I don't consider it a derby I speak to some other yeah. of fans and they go no they're just Wolves their derby is with West Brom ours is with Birmingham uh, what, like it'd be nice to put one over Wolves at the weekend what, what's your views on it? Who, how do you think the game is going to pan out? do you think we're going to we're going to get one over on them? get back get right the train on the tracks again should I say after four losses out of five?
0: Um, well first for me yeah it's not a derby at all um, other than other than the fact that most of my family are Wolves fans, so it's a, it's a derby in my house. But I don't think there's any rivalry other than that is there. But um, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Really. Um, I, I look at it and I think you know we've beaten these teams that we think that usually we'd have no chance against teams like Liverpool, Arsenal in the past, you know, mm. and, and we've beaten them comfortably. And then we've gone to to teams like Brighton and West Ham, and we've just not quite managed to come away with it. And um, and Wolves are a funny one, aren't they? They're just right in that middle pack that again, they're like us I think on their day they could beat anyone but but they've been struggling at the minute and um, I think it just depends what villa shows up. it depends on you know on, on how we can how we can break them down because they probably sit quite deep against us like a lot of teams seem to be these days but if we can break them down if we can get a goal or two, then I'm just hoping we can cut out those little mistakes and we should be fine.
1: yeah I think I think there are obviously, Go, they're obviously still kind of reading from the loss of Raul Jimenez like, and and best wishes to him and he's in yeah. his recovery. And I know his his surgery went well for something so innocuous. It's it was a sickening, uh, you know, to just see him lying prone on the ground. And uh, I do hope that he, we do hope he gets to play football again because, as we know, and it's been mentioned a thousand and one times since since the act since the, his his accident. But Ryan Mason, unfortunately, hasn't been able to to like his career has been been taken from him from him. And hopefully we don't see it from Raul Limenez either, because you know, even though he was um, firmly a Wolves player, you know, there was people, there was there was teams all around the world that were like looking at him and 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 and, and thinking of making moves for him and stuff. And a cruel, cruel year of sport and an activity that, that that we've had this year, and he's he's suffered, you know, an, an absolutely freak injury, and and I do hope he gets better. Obviously, the reason I'm talking about him is that he is their talisman up front. Yeah, he, their. Um, you know, he is their main goal getter and uh he, I think maybe his absence was was seen against Liverpool um in the most recent game. You know, that four nil loss to Liverpool was uh probably a hard enough one for them to take. Now that's a lot of teams are going to lose four nil to Liverpool this year. Because <laughs> we just that's all we do. We just beat Liverpool, you know. That's just <laughs> that's just what we do. Um, especially under Dean Smith, but uh, <laughs> but um, no, it's it's definitely one that I suppose two weeks ago, three weeks ago, if you were to ask me about the game, I would have been very trepidatious about it. But this week, while not taking them for granted because Nuno is is, is a great manager, I'm I'm kind of I, I'm 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 fifty two forty eight convinced that I <laughs> that I think that we will win. So I'm I'm coming down on our, on the side that it, that, that Villa have have a big, big chance to win against Wolves. And uh, look, it's another scalp to take. It's another scalp to take from a game where at the start of the year, we would look at it and probably put an extra and say, we might not get any points from that one.
0: Yeah, it's, it's yeah, you're spot on. Again, it, it's one of those games, isn't it, where yeah, you don't expect us to win. So they shouldn't come out there with, with necessarily that kind of expecting to win, um, that kind of overconfidence, that almost arrogance. I think maybe... Has crept in a little bit I don't know whether that's a part of it but um but equally you don't expect us to lose because we can beat anyone so it's it's one of those where I think on the day anyone could win it and and if we show up then yeah we've got a great chance Fifty two forty eight is uh, not something I want to talk about right now but, <laughs> but
1: I, it, I they said it and I went no I don't want to get <laughs> it <either." laughs> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fifty two forty. I'm, sl- I'm I'm going to come down on that side, 40, yeah. <laughs> Um But uh, yeah, look as I say, wolves. It's 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 a big game, uh, big game at the weekend, and uh, it's twelve o'clock Saturday, isn't
0: it? Yes, it is. It is yeah, lunchtime on Saturday. Yeah, lunchtime Saturday. Brilliant.
1: Um, we've got a big weekend here in Ireland as well. Our uh, indigenous games are uh, Gaelic games. Um, the, and champ, the, the championships that we would have for those, they were pushed back. They usually finish in, at the end of August. But we're having them now in December, which has been amazing because no one ever thought you could play our games because of the speed of them and they're so fast yeah. and the pitches need to be perfect. No one thought that you could play it in, in such bad weather. But it's been an amazing championship. And the culmination of our hurling championship is on is on Sunday. And yours truly is team Limerick is in it. And I can tell you this much, that... Oh, if that, if this if um if the Wolves and Villa game was on at three o'clock on Sunday, there is no way I would be watching that. The Villa, <laughs> Limerick being in the Ireland finals, we won it in two thousand and eighteen, but before that it was 19, 1973. And uh, if we win again uh, this Sunday, there could be um yeah, there could be a couple of drunk tweets sent out. A lot of drunk tweets, I think, could be sent out. But yeah, so it the the footballing scheduling guides have have done me a favour putting it on on uh, on Saturday. Uh, Mm -hmm. As opposed to our customary time, usually of Sunday at half seven or Sunday at three o'clock. So I was delighted that that wasn't going to be the case this week. I'll
0: I'll, I'll keep an eye on your your Twitter on Sunday
1: night, then. Yeah, Yeah, there'll be a lot of gibbers posted on Twitter (laughs) on Sunday night. Absolutely. Um, But uh, yeah, as I say, look, here's to a fantastic weekend. Look, you guys are going to have. I know it's gonna be gonna be gonna be a super it look it'd be great if there was fans in the in the stadium to see it, you know, and it would give more eyeballs on it. But um with all the games being scheduled in TV and stuff like that, um I hope the the relevant kind of gravitas is given towards the campaign itself and and, and I know that Sky have, have got it in a lot of their um I think I saw I think it was Sky that had it had had a piece on it as well. And um, so hopefully it does get, the, get a mention, you know, that it should, should get a mention on it and anyway. yeah, let yeah. people know, know what the story is. Tom, thanks a million for popping on today. Uh, it's, been, it's been a kind of, it's been a strange week. I don't usually struggle to, um, I'm not going to say come up with content, but I don't usually struggle to, to find things to keep my mind occupied on Villar and playing. But I think it was the I think it was the fact that I'd built myself up for a Newcastle game last Friday. And the next thing all of a sudden it was just pulled away from us. And I was kinda I was kinda stroppy. You know, I was kind of throwing yeah. my ties out of the pram up until maybe about Sunday evening. Uh, that we didn't have a villa game. But um, you know, it's been great to chat, great, to chat, Villa. it, it always is great to chat and fill time talking, talk, talking about Villa and and uh, you know but uh, this, this this, campaign and the, the, the Rainbow Laces campaign and all the stuff that you're doing as well is, is just another facet of the great community run um, club I think that we have which everybody should be just so, so, so proud of.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I fully agree. We should all be proud to support Villa and and proud to support each other really and I think that's, that's my main message but yeah, thank you for having me.
1: No problem whatsoever. Do you want to give uh, any socials uh, a shout out there just so people can find you guys?
0: Yes. Yeah, so we are at Villa and Proud on Twitter and it's the same, I believe, on Instagram, but we've now got a new website. So we've got www.villaandproud.co.uk. Um, you can find that through our Twitter bio. It's linked in our Instagram and on our Facebook. Um, but yeah, it's now where we're, we're kind of centering our campaign around. We're putting out all our content and yeah, exciting things to come. So keep an eye out
1: excellent excellent. no I certainly will do and um yeah you'd have you'd be able to have a deserved rest after all the organization that's going on um, even though you even though you did have an extra week to organize it so I shouldn't really feel too too sorry for you and all the work that you've put in <laughs> as opposed to all the other teams out there that would have organized it I'm joking I'm joking I know that that, that as I say the it's, it's probably been a mile a minute just trying to get things changed and Press release has changed and stuff printed to get out there and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's probably been a manic couple of days for you and you deserve a break. So it's a good thing that it's on 12 o'clock on Saturday Saturday um, lunchtime for you guys as well, so that at least you can breathe a sigh of relief come 3 o'clock and hopefully Villa will have an extra three points on the board as well. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks everybody for listening. As uh, as Tom said, there give Vilhelm uh and a, a, a shout. Give him a follow on on, um, on any of the social medias, and and their their website is 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 very very good. If there's anybody that's looking to get involved, there, there's contact pages. You can donate. Um, you know, I'm sure that they absolutely love for love uh, anybody to reach out to them if they're interested in in getting involved. As I say, as Tom said, there 2018. They've so much work done since 2018 that, uh, you know, it's only going from strength to strength to strength now. So, um, and I'm sure that, I'm here's me making a plea for uh, for recruitment for you guys. You guys might not even need anybody else to do any more work. But uh, as I said, the more the merrier. I'm going to say it anyway, whether you guys uh, need anybody to come in or not. But um, thanks so much, as I say, for popping on. Thanks so much for everybody for listening to the podcast. You can follow um, myself on at Love McGrath Pod. Um, and thanks to everybody for listening. As I say, always, it means, means so much. Um, I've had a couple of people reach out to me with regards to the, um, the hats that we had for a giveaway. Um, I, I still have a small few... Of those hats left, um, there is a post that's pinned at the top of uh the fertile the of pomegranate Twitter page. You'll be able to find it there if anybody's interested in it. I, I, you know, I've got them here. I can send them to you guys. Um, the prices are up there as well, and all prices include postage. Uh, I suppose the only thing here is that uh, the kind of the cutoff for the UK is the is the seventeenth of um of December. So if anybody is uh, maybe looking for them to stick in a stocking or anything like that, the seventeenth of December is the cutoff date. But get in contact with me if you're interested. We'll get something sorted for you, and we we'll, we'll get one across uh across to the UK, um and also check out the Villa Villa Prods uh merch that's on uh, the Aston Villa website under the training section as well. If that's something that you're interested in. So, as I say, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back again with a podcast highlighting and doing a preview of the Wolves game um, probably on Thursday evening. But until then, up the villa.
0: Podcast Network.